is the Everyday Dietitians Podcast. I'm Hope Brandt. And I'm April Roby. We're two RDs here to offer down-to-earth advice to help you develop sustainable habits, decipher wellness trends, and design an aligned life. Welcome to the show. We are finally recording episode 12. We've been lagging <laughs> this past couple of weeks, but... We still are out here producing things, but we have been working really hard on an event this summer. So um, we've been focused on that, but we will be back to some... Actually, this is just us. This is just live. Yeah, I don't know if we'll ever be back on our two-week schedule, but we're going to... We're not ever stopping. We're going to keep rolling. Exactly. And (laughs) that's that. Maybe one day we'll be more planned, but that's not us, you know? So... (laughs) Anyways, welcome to episode 12. What will we be talking about today? So I think this is going to be a really fun overall topic for the episode. We're going to talk about knowing what we know now. What would we do if we were going to go back and start over our nutrition slash fitness slash health journeys? So we're going to like go back in time and this is gonna coach be ourselves. Hard. Yeah. This is, like, <laughs> Literally, past April is the worst April to want to be around, <laughs> and I would probably just give up on myself. I was oh the most gosh. narcissistic, like, person alive, and I thought, oh. but yeah, she would be stubborn, and I think me now would literally just want fire to her, her. <laughs> fire as a client. I would fire me as a client if I were me, but yeah, so I guess, do you want to start with our icebreaker question? Yeah, let's let's do our icebreaker question. And it is, if you were on a reality TV show, which reality TV show would you be on? Catfish. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, y'all see what I did I was going to say, after that makeup job. Yeah. <laughs> y'all see what I'd be doing out there? No, but on a, on a real note, like I can, and I can say this now because it's been like 10 years when I was like in eighth grade, me and my best friend at the time created a fake account with this really pretty <gasps> girl. Shut up. No. Absolutely. And it was on Facebook and we would message people. <laughs> so I could have been on it and we made like a couple guys like fall in love with us. So on a real note, I, I mean, I could have been on that show. I would hate to be found out him show up <laughs> and there's two middle school girls pretending to be like this. She's probably like 18 or 19, but like we just so, took her pictures and we, we weren't cute enough to get people to message us and, and it worked. Did y'all have a game? What? Um, like you initiated conversations with hot dudes? You found yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so we can cringe about this, but like also like back in my day, yeah, all we had was an AIM account. <laughs> Now we were on Facebook, just like okay. Well, we're we're not getting the attention, so let's uh, let's pull oh off gosh. someone who is. Oh my and gosh. that could have happened, but on a more serious note, man versus food. Like this dude, straight up, the reality TV show. Oh, you could be the man. Yes, versus, versus the, the food. Yeah. He goes around and tries restaurants. Yeah, and eats good food, and that's the reality show I would like to be on. Yeah, well, he has to do the challenges of those restaurants. Yeah, where it's like eat 900 chicken wings in under 30 minutes with like no drink or something. Don't you think that would be fun though? (laughs) 
That would be fun. I would try them all. I don't know if I would be successful. I mean, may not be successful. It's woman versus food. The yeah. food might win every time, but I would have a great time doing it. <laughs> oh my gosh. Okay. If I were, I have a few reality TV shows that we're kind of oddly obsessed with, but for a personal accomplishment, the reality TV show that I would like to be on would be the next Food Network star. <laughs> I could definitely see that. I legitimately want to apply for it. <laughs> you No, you really should. Like, yes. I've looked up the requirements. I've thought about making a video. I don't know when they're taking the next, like, crop of cast. Get on though. it. You're hearing it here first. Yeah. So if you see me on Food Network Star, you better watch out. So it's very typical of the dietitian answer to say that. Yeah. I'm not a typical <laughs> dietitian. I do not know how to cook and make good things. So I couldn't say that. I just enjoy eating the food. So if Hope cooks something, I am on the opposite end, hype to eat it. Well, so the whole premise of the show would be achievable nutrition, you know, where it's just like right. simplicity but you know that you can feed yourself and your family well. So that would, I've thought about this way too much, <laughs> TBH. <laughs> well, I think, I think it's a good vision <laughs> and I think it's an attainable one. So that oh. would be freaking awesome. Oh wait, so you're saying like you're going to create a new show. Like you don't want to be on a show. Right, no. So the premise of that show, The Next Food Network Star, is you like go through a series of challenges to get your own Food Network show. No way, yeah. yeah. I had no idea. Okay, yeah. that would be incredible. And then the show you would do. And then my own show, yeah, would be, uh, I don't even, I don't know what it would be called. I that's could definitely I see you doing it. And that's like where her, <laughs> like, other, like, past degree and passion plays in and how it could turn into, like, one thing. Like, you have the dietitian knowledge, and then you also have was the broadcast broadcaster. Yes. Yeah. So, <laughs> I could definitely see that for sure. So we also have a strange obsession with MTV's The Challenge. <laughs> what have, is it? It's a show where it's like a bunch of reality stars all together in a house and they go through like physical challenges. And if you win, then you have power. If you lose, you have, you might get voted out. Or I think actually if you lose, then you have to battle for a chance to stay in the house. But anyway, it's That's, super no, that intense. sounds cool. I, the one I've been watching is Blind. Uh, oh, she Love loves blind? blind. Yeah, that's the one I've been watching. And I just like sit there and cringe the whole time. But I just soak did it up. Did you just watch season one or did you get Season through? two. I just watched. <gasps> season two was something. Season one I thought was much better. I agree. But see, yeah. I mean, I thought it was still good. But it's just really hard to not cringe at it they really kind of let me down honestly I thought yeah. which I mean I guess this season might have been more realistic that not everybody ended up <laughs> I together. know like literally <laughs> everyone was like not feeling it so <laughs> way more realistic but maybe the next season will be better and they have some better pairings yeah, yeah. <laughs> but anyways yeah let's get in let's get into the main portion of the show we're gonna go back and we're gonna coach ourselves as if we were starting from square one of health, fitness, nutrition. So journeys. I think first we need to define what is square one because, you know, nutrition, fitness has always been a part of your life, but like, yes, what I is square one? Agree. And I also, us with our definition. 
intentions. I want to define what we are meaning by these specific journeys because health is not synonymous with weight loss, is not synonymous by with fitness even. Yeah. yeah. So, so all of those things are different. And I think- And then have, wellness is the compass of everything. Mm-hmm. So like your physical, mental, mm-hmm. spiritual, and your actual like health health. So- yeah. So defining that. Yeah. So, and I think we've, there's been different parts of the journey where we were focused on different things. Mm-hmm. So I think it's really important to know what your focus is and know what actions you have to take to then achieve yes. whatever goals. So that when we about. say health, we say, what, how would you define the health? Health to me is like, this is when someone says, I'm, I'm going to get healthy this year in quotes. And I think when people say that, they really just mean I want to lose weight this year. And it's like, it's not the same, right? That is one of my biggest pet peeves is when people are like selling their diet plans or selling their meal plans with the promise of getting healthy. And but like, really they're saying yes, you're just losing weight because if you want to lose weight, right. Which is not like, I have no problem saying you want to lose weight. I have no problem saying like, I'd like but to lose saying a few pounds. That is what makes you healthy is exactly. the issue because you could be, you're losing weight, but you're actually maybe not, you know. Are you eating fruits and vegetables? Are exactly. you just not Are eating? you eating? <laughs> no, my that's a big pet peeve because I, I was organizing a cabinet for someone and it was like, just like Nutrisystem. And I was like uh-huh. looking at the, like there was no, there's n- nothing actually nutritious about those foods but it causes them to lose weight. And then they don't know how to navigate restaurants. They have that guilt binge restrict cycle. You're actually on a diet. That's not healthy. That's just getting you to lose the weight. Yes. Yes. So health, I guess, defined is a way, finding a pattern of eating that hits your nutrient goals, but also you have a healthy relationship around food and then also just a good relationship with your body as well. Would would yes. anything you'd like to add to that? Yeah, no, I agree. And I mean, that's kind of, when I say health, I'm meaning comprehensive health, yep. which encompasses all of those things, spiritual, physical, mental. Now, when we say, now we're also, you're going to know when we say like we're, pre, when we're doing fitness, fitness to me means something different now than it did two years ago. And when I used to say, I want to get fit, yeah. I used to think I want to get lean. I want to tone down. It still meant weight loss. <laughs> yeah, exactly. It's like not everything means weight loss. <laughs> but fitness to me now means just to be able to go hiking and do just normal everyday things and feel good doing it. And then also just hitting my just getting stronger, hitting my actual performance goals. That's what fitness means to me now. Yeah. Well, yeah. And it, I think fitness is specifically movement-based mm-hmm. to me, right? So it's, I measure it by strength, endurance, and like cardiovascular health. Yes. Not as, oh, I'm going to get fit. Like it's, it may look like I have muscles. Yes. Yeah. Like that. No. So Fitness, I think, is a much more like measurable goal. Okay. And then when we say fat loss, we mean fat we loss. We mean fat loss. <laughs> yes. So there have been different parts of every of our entire journeys where I have been focused on each of those three separate things. Mm-hmm. And I think it's important to note. Yeah. That. So now that we've defined yeah. those, when we start talking about these, just know when we say fitness, we mean actually working on a goal of 
like she said, endurance, strength. When we say health, we mean comprehensive health. Mm -hmm. And when we say fat or weight loss, we mean fat or weight loss. And actually fat and weight loss can be two different things too. Yes. Yeah. So, and that's another thing. So yeah, fat loss is basically what we're going to talk about. So, all right, let's just start with you then. All right. How do you want to start out? Like where, what is the defining moment we say, like, if we can go back to yourself, what time period are you going back to, to intervene? Okay. I'm going to go back to the time where I can maybe pinpoint where I was struggling the most, right? Because I think that's, that's when you need help. You need need the most help. Yeah. (laughs) So uh, I would like to go back to uh, probably immediately post-college when I graduated from LSU. And I was just feeling like I was floundering a little bit. I wasn't exactly sure where I wanted my career to go because at that point I had a career in mass communication broadcast journalism, but already knew I did not want to go into broadcast journalism. So I had just gotten engaged to David and we were planning on moving. So I was away from my family, my friends. I didn't have a big, like a true purpose in life. The only thing I knew is like, well, now I'm engaged and I'm moving away. <laughs> That's a lot. So it was a lot. It was a lot. And and logically, so I was struggling. I was struggling very hard in every sense. Definitely didn't feel very healthy. I was not extremely fit and I was I also wanted to lose weight. So I had all those those three things in front of me. And I was able to work. Actually, I wasn't able to work through it. I finally got to the point where I was broken and had no other choice but to start looking at my life and think, well, what am I doing with my life? And some pertinent (laughs) direction at that point would have been extremely helpful for me to be able to figure things out. Um, so what was sooner. the first step you took? Would you change the way you approached that? Like if you could go back that very, what was that very first actionable step you took? And then how would you take that step? Or would yes. you do the same thing? So or? the reality of what happened, the first step that I took in creating health for myself is determining what I felt like a, what gave me purpose in life. And I didn't know what was going to give me purpose, but I wanted to know the things that I liked, enjoyed, and made me unique as a person. Because that's kind of really hard to know if you haven't thought about it, Mm -hmm. or you've always had people tell you what those things are. Like, oh, you're good at this. You're good at this. You're good at this. And it's like, okay, well, I I mean, I guess I am, but I've never tried anything else. (laughs) Like, what if I want to do something else? Right. So uh, I would still start with that first step. I would just start a lot sooner. So what was the first step? Like when you were taking that health journey, what was, was it buying a cookbook? Was it joining a, like, what was that Mm -hmm. first step that you took to actually move towards your health goals at that moment? I uh, st- 
started reading a lot. So what kind of books? Yes. So I started with blogs. Okay. Blogs. Yes. And podcast transcripts. That's why I was super excited to do this podcast and we need to start getting them transcribed. Yes. Um, Yes, we do. Yeah. Because that is, I can go back and remember that I was just pouring over any nutrition podcast that interested me. So your first step was learning. Like you're like, I want to gather some information. Yes. And because I wanted to be confident enough to make my own choices. That was my first priority. So would you change that first step? Did you like that you went towards the learning first? Yes, a thousand percent. Because I was able to determine with my personality, I'm not going to do something unless I know that it's the right thing for me. And I don't mean right as in like, there are no other options. I just mean right for For that time moment. And in time, like, you wanted to gather more information just so you could just mm-hmm. know, like, you know enough to actually make your actual move. Yes. So the what I would go back and change now would be the resources that I had at my disposal. Because I think if I had more accurate information, then I could have bypassed a lot of the misinformation that I really embraced at that time. and. I think it it has helped me learn, right? I wouldn't mm-hmm. actually want to go back and change it because I wouldn't be who I am yeah, now. Absolutely. <laughs> but like it would have made life a little easier. Yeah. But how are you're you don't know at the starting of your journey, like what is evidence-based with science, what's actually applicable. Yeah. Like what you're doing is you're just I mean, you're grasping for information mm-hmm. and you just don't know. And so if you could go back, you would just go back and clear a couple things up for yourself and say, yes. Hey, like these things are good, but let's maybe change this. So what what would you exactly change? Like what about the approach would you change and what actual content would you like to weed out for yourself? Yes. So what I would like to weed out would be the very dogmatic approach to nutrition where things are commonly referred to as poison or toxic or avoid at all costs. Those types of, so of things. Like like a Dr. Hyman or food babe yeah, approach. Yes, exactly. No, and I, there was a time <laughs> where I was like highly identifying with those types of people approaches. Yes, yeah. yes, a thousand percent. Because you want something to just make sense. You want it to be simple and black and white. And it's and like, oh. When you have people out there that seem so sure in themselves, mm-hmm. like this is bad, this is good. You're going to gravitate towards it when actual nutrition is very not black and white, it's gray. (laughs) And so that's why people don't listen to like the basics because they like hearing, oh, this is toxic. Here's a list. It's very simple when nutrition (laughs) is not simple. It is work. And it's like, you got to let go of that all or nothing mentality that we just love to have. Yes. Yeah, exactly. So that's where I would start. And there are some things that can still be very simple that can be black and white, right? But it doesn't mean that it's like fear-mongering, right? If I were to start with the principles that I teach my clients now that we start with, which are adding fruits and vegetables, Mm -hmm. making balanced plates, making sure that you're eating regularly. Those are three ways that you can achieve very sustainable results without 
fear around food. So the difference is it's like you're empowering yourself. You're focusing yeah. on the addition. You're focusing on exactly. balancing out versus saying, I can't do this or I'm not allowed to eat this. Yes. This this is bad. You, I can't believe you would eat something like that. First, it's like more of an empowering way of going about things saying like, okay, let's look at your current, like, okay, younger hope, let's look at your current patterns. You know, a thousand percent. Well, and you're exactly right. That is where I started with adjusting my nutrition was eliminating all the things that I quote unquote could not have. And that was like, and then what remained was what I ate. Mm -hmm. So it was like, okay, no refined sugar, no refined flour, no additives, no grains. And it's like, oh, so, okay, then I'm I'm am eating meat and fruits and vegetables and which is not inherently bad, right? No, and like if there and I have said this multiple times, but like if there was a diet that like you had no choice, like you know what, you have to start with a dogmatic diet. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I would pick the paleo diet because oh, that's a great question. I would probably yeah. pick Mediterranean, <laughs> yeah, if I were to go for one. Okay, so and they're very similar, just yeah. in the sense that Mediterranean still includes whole grains, which exactly. is great. Which is why I yeah, it. <laughs> yeah, yeah. But so it's not, it wasn't an awful place to start just looking at what actually ended up on my plate. But the more damaging part was what was going on in my mind around Ooh. my nutrition. That is the part that is this what a lot of people skip over. Like people yes. skip over this. They start their diet and like mm-hmm. they're doing all the things by the book but they're neglecting the mental side of things. Like you're not able to freaking eat a piece of pizza yeah. without freaking out. Yes. So what are some other minds, like with the paleo diet, like what well, did see, not serve you for a long time? Yeah. Well, and I say the mental hindrance of it, but that's kind of, it's twofold. Because on one end of the spectrum, I was, I was making mental progress because I was learning how to set my mind to something and make choices that were aligned with the goal that I had. You're having at the a time. stronger mindset. Yes, so, which was every, paleo. Yes. And, and I was learning how to make choices that aligned with that. And you're becoming confident in your ability yes. to make choices and to stick to something. Yes. But on then on the other side, I didn't realize how it was developing this very all or nothing mindset around what was actually going on my plate and how I viewed nutrition. So it's Brian. That would be something that I feel like I could go back with the information that I have now and help myself with moving forward and knowing that you can still make very tangible and effective alterations to your nutrition without having to also develop that very all or nothing dogmatic, mindset. all or nothing mindset around nutrition. Yeah. So now you can go back and tell yourself, so what would you actually tell yourself um, about the approach you were taking and like this all or nothing mindset? Mm-hmm. Well, it's really funny because I think when you are in that mindset, you don't necessarily see it as that. And you're not receptive to advice. Right. But <laughs> let's just assume that you were receptive. I would be receptive. Yes. I'm the worst also. I know for a fact, I would not be <laughs> receptive. I know you wouldn't either, but like I said, let's just pretend. What advice would you give your past self if she were receptive? So first, I 
I mean, I think that I would, A, point myself to more accurate information. And I think that that actually would go a long way in kind of relieving that mindset. And well, you would learn along the way, like Mm -hmm. you, I mean, and you're already like, like pretty much hell bent on like, Hey, I'm doing this. And so if you had the right information, I mean, it would, that would be it. Like for that. And the other thing that I would do is just, to say, to look at it more of like an experiment. And because that's what I was doing anyway, right? I started paleo because I didn't, I wanted to feel better and I wanted to know that I was making good choices for my nutrition. And I knew if I started there, then the physical results would follow. I love that you say it's experiment because I feel like a lot of people, they start something and they feel like it's either they have to finish it completely yes. or they have to be off. Like versus you can say, I'm going to try this and see how it works and maybe adjust it if it doesn't work. Well, and I think that would have really appealed to me because it appeals to me now. But I think it would have helped me see that you can try something and it doesn't, A, it doesn't, you don't have to keep doing it if it doesn't work. But B, if you then have that personal experience and it does work, then what would be your reason for not continuing with it? Oh, and this is why everyone is so dogmatic. It's yeah. like, if like keto diet works, like they're like, well, it worked for me. Yeah. And it's that N equal one experience and it just trumps everything that you ignore the whole body of evidence that you're going mm-hmm. to spiral down, lose control and gain the weight back. Like you don't care because in that moment it worked for you. Right. Yeah. But, and then on the inverse, if you do have someone who very highly values their own personal experience, then I think encouraging them to experiment with something that does have a large body of evidence backing it, saying, so for myself, I would say, so you're not eating grains. Okay, all right. What if you tried just maybe eating a piece of toast with breakfast. Like, how do you think that would go? I would say probably like, well, toast is very nutrient devoid and there are other ways to get carbohydrates that would be much more nutrient dense. And I would say, okay, yeah, that's true. But bread is also a more efficient form of carbohydrates. Mm -hmm. Maybe you could have both. Maybe it doesn't have to be all vegetables. Maybe it can be a serving of grains and vegetables. Mm -hmm. It's like, and it's okay if you do that and it doesn't, it doesn't work, but just try. Have an open mind. Have an open mind. Yes. And just be very honest with yourself because don't have a preconceived like, oh, this isn't going to work or or like, oh, I'm probably going to blow or I'm not going to feel good because then it'll happen. You'll like find reasons to support your evidence, but go into the experiment actually thinking, okay, let's see how it does make me feel. Yeah. Let's truly look at it as an experiment. If you, I mean, if you want to be honest and you want to have integrity with this process, then that's how you have to approach it. So um, I think that appealing to that side of my brain would have worked because in retrospect, I didn't make any gradual changes at all. It was literally overnight. We cut 
I say we because I was doing the cooking and David lived with me. And so he just <laughs> so did he what I did. <laughs> but we cut out all of those things, all of that stuff, any type of processed food, any grains, sugar. I mean, all of it. I yeah. guess I should say processed sugar because I did eat some like fruit and potatoes still, but not a but lot, like, like not a lot. No, like added sugars. So no. you weren't eating like packaged foods. You were eating, I mean, the sh- literal sugars that are in carbohydrates. Yes. <laughs> I kid you not. My very first story on Hopewell Health was me making my coffee, talking about why I used heavy cream instead of milk or half and half. And it was because heavy cream has less lactose, which is a milk sugar. Oh no. Yeah. Yes. Yes. So yeah, that's where I started. (laughs) You should like create some videos going over your old articles. That would be wonderful. I would subscribe. Um, But yeah, just to piggyback and like, there's something y'all can take from, I mean, the, this lesson too, is that you do not have to feel like you have to change everything. Like experiment. Mm-hmm. So maybe you do want Oh yeah. So what I was going, where I was going with that was, it wasn't because I just completely cut out grains and dairy and refined foods that I felt immediately better. It was because my ratio of lean proteins, fruits, and vegetables went up to 100% overnight. Mm -hmm. That's why I started feeling better. It was because the ratio of good things so drastically went up to outweigh the more less nutrient-dense items Mm -hmm. in my diet. So it wasn't that I had to just cut those out completely that made the difference. But I didn't know that because that was the only way I'd known. That was my experience. Well, that's any fad diet. Like yes. when you start, when people start paleo, keto, if they go gluten-free or dairy-free, they like at the same time, their fruit, vegetable consumption and protein consumption goes up. And they're yeah. like, well, it must be it because I cut right, out dairy. It's because I cut out dairy. It's like, it's like no, you're eating, you're eating better. <laughs> you're just eating better. Like you could have just ate better and kept your food you loved in. You caused yourself unnecessary Yes. Like fear around foods. Yes. Yeah. That and you could have just ate more fruits and veggies. Yeah. So that's definitely the approach that I would have coached myself to take in my nutrition. And I think that it's still important that my past self, I as the client, would have had the autonomy to make the choices that I felt comfortable making. Yes, you've um, got it. Like you have to go about this learning experience yourself. Like mm-hmm. you're not going to preach at your old self and your own self-receptive. But yeah. if you can like give your past self, like like you said, that look of like, this is an experiment. Like, would you like to try it? Or at least be open-minded and giving your past self the option to do it and to support that autonomy. Because I mean, no one's going to do something that... Like you can preach all day about something, but no one's going to do it until it's yeah, their idea. Either, yeah, you're not going to, yeah, you're not going to do it unless you truly embrace it as something that you have chosen to do. Mm-hmm. Or if you do do it and you don't know the reason why you're doing it, then it's not sustainable. And then you're always going to be dependent on whatever is telling you what you need to do. That's a good point. So elaborate on that a little bit deeper. Like, more on a simple level. So yeah, well, so I think that that was kind of the next part of my 
nutrition journey, when I finally (laughs) got to the point on my own where I was thinking, I should look at this as more of an experiment. And it was releasing my dependence on those like paleo diet guidelines and thinking, okay, I am going off the grid. I'm going off the book. I'm going to do what I experienced to be best for me, not based on fear mongering tactics and, mm-hmm. you know, true like lack of personal well, this experience. Is why people stick to yeah. those diets because it's a clear sense of rule. Like, yes. if, like, if you're trying a low carb diet, like, you don't have to know why you're doing low carb. You just know that it's working, but yes. that's doing you a disservice because you don't know the why. So once you go off of it, you're not going to know how to control it. So if you can, if you go into something, experimenting, learning, not think of it as an all or nothing thing and trying to learn the why behind things, you're going to not be as fearful around foods. Cause I feel like that's why people have those carb fears because everyone says go low carb, it's working, Mm -hmm. but then you actually don't know why you're doing it and then how to actually incorporate that in a way that's sustainable. Yes. Yeah. A thousand percent. And when it gets to the point where you start thinking to yourself, like, why am I doing this? Or is this worth all the effort that I'm putting into it? Or is this worth the anxiety around it? Is this worth me driving 20 miles out of my way on a road trip to go to a grocery store to buy like fresh food so I didn't have to stop at a gas station on the road trip. Yes, multiple times. Yes. So when it gets to that point, (laughs) you have to ask yourself, like the effort to return ratio, is this where I want it to be? Yeah, that's intense. (laughs) And if you can enjoy like your actual road trip because you're so anxious about the food you're eating. Like you couldn't just freaking be happy with your hotel breakfast. Yes. (laughs) No, exactly. And that is now today, knowing what I know now, the, if I hear someone say, I can't have anything there, I cannot eat anything there. Huge red flag Mm -hmm. to me because 99% of the time, unless you're like celiac and every no foods are gluten-free or something. Or you literally have an allergy. Yes. Like then you can find something that will fit in for the time your being goals. you can yes like so but I, I was that person <laughs> I was that person who would think I can't have any of this I or I just I will not have any of this because that's it is not, not going in my, my body that is toxic yeah <laughs> yes yes yeah I'm not <laughs> eating no sugar <laughs> It's, I can't eat a bagel. It's gonna yeah. right. Yeah. No, those thoughts are toxic. Yes. Not the bagel. It's what you're thinking about the bagel. Exactly. In reality, <laughs> like just eat the hotel breakfast, build the best, do the best you can in the circumstances in that the you're in. Yes. And, and honestly, is, most hotel mm-hmm. you have fruit, you have whole grain cereals, you have like you have protein, you got bacon and eggs. Like there's options yeah. available. So no. well, for sure. And so then But the more you actually know then and the more experience you have, there is, and I still cannot think of a time or place where there would not be an option that would work. No, if you really want it to work, it's going to work. If you really subconsciously don't want it to work, you'll find a way to sabotage it. Yes. (laughs) And even if you can't 
find a fruit or a vegetable, you can create a balance of macronutrients. Yeah. It might not. Mm-hmm. So like in a good example would be, let's say like the only thing available is like granola bars, um, Snickers, chips. Like it's just like cookies, like uh-huh. stuff like that. It's like, okay, well, what's going to actually keep me the most satisfied? And honestly, probably the Snickers bar. Yeah. <laughs> like, honestly, if you think about it, like at that time, like, or the granola bar is going to be like carbs or if you can see if you can't pair, like they have like beef jerky. Yeah. Like I was that. thinking about that the other day because, um, a lot of my clients have kids and they're, it's start, about to be baseball season or softball season. It's like, mm-hmm. what do you do if you end up at a concession stand? And that's okay. Like you can, especially if you know your kid's schedule, which I think a lot of people do, yes. <laughs> right? You can plan your day and you can front load your day with more fruits and vegetables. So when you get to your eating dinner at 6 p.m. at a ballpark and there's hot dogs available, there's yeah. breakfast, there's might be. Then you could still find something that's balanced enough that it's not going to throw your entire day out of whack, yeah. right? So I was literally thinking about this and I was like, what would I do? I probably would get a hot dog mm-hmm. and peanuts or something. That would be wonderful that you got your protein, you got healthy fat and you got your carb. Yeah. And then you had, you hit your servings of fruits and veggies for the day. So you're going in. So you're already good. Yeah. And your whole day is balanced. Yes. So, and that, that's one of the most challenging situations that I could think of where yeah. it would be very hard to find something. And something. I have a lot of clients that just take a cooler yeah. and just bring their snacks. Cause yep. it's, I mean, I, most of the time, if I had something that was repetitive enough like that, like you're having several uh-huh. games enough, it's like, you don't want to keep relying on the concession. Like, right. Well, and that's a frequency issue, it's right? Frequency. As the frequency goes up, then it needs to take a higher priority. Exactly. So that's, I went over that from clients. Like she travels, her life is traveling. It's uh-huh. like, if you're traveling once or twice a year, I wouldn't say bring snacks on the road. But your life is travel, so you need to have food in your car. Yeah. <laughs> like, this is your life. So if you're trying to make a lifestyle change, then better it's going to be when you travel. Because yeah. this is your lifestyle. Yeah. So no, I think we went off sense. on a little tangent. We did go off on a tangent. So let's reel it back in. <laughs> so little Hope, like, if you can go back to Younger Hope, we were yeah. talking about, you know, just her treating it like an experiment and then also not having an all or nothing mindset and knowing that she does not have to go to 20 minutes out of her way to a supermarket. (laughs) She could make a hotel breakfast. Yeah. So now what would be that advice to that hope driving 20 minutes out of town? Oh yeah. Well, so, I mean, just like we were saying, there's always a way to do something that is good enough. And this is this is where the unofficial official Hopewell slogan comes in, which is half-assed is better than no ass. And that was not my philosophy. For Your my was whole ass always is whole ass. Yes. <laughs> you <laughs> do better. full ass. Don't ever. <laughs> what was like full ass or nothing at all. Like it was. Yeah, I'm driving to Whole Foods to get my hot bar dinner with no canola oil instead of like stopping at Chick-fil-A on the way to Louisiana. Like, I mean, it's ridiculous. I I just want to know what David was thinking. So, I mean, was he on board? Is a saint. Oh no, he was pissed. He was pissed those <laughs> times. We were in Memphis. I like vividly remember this because this is a time where I Poor can pinpoint David. like you were a psychopath. Um, 
Yeah, I mean, we took an exit and drove into downtown Memphis so we could go to Whole Foods so we could get dinner when we were driving down to Louisiana. I don't, I don't know what year it was, but I vividly okay, remember that time. I, he would remember. I promise you he would remember because he thought it was ridiculous. I was like, no, this is like, and I felt completely justified, which is the crazy thing. <laughs> well, in the moment, you thought that was how to be done for your goals. But, you know, that's you learn and grow. Right, right. So, but yes, and that's a great point. I genuinely did think that that was the type of effort and commitment that it took to see to see my goals achieved. And at that point, I think my goal was so to your just heart be, was in the right place. Yeah. It was literally just honestly this the education and experience yes. I was lacking. Yes. Yeah. So you were like you were really trying to make an effort. We can appreciate that. Yeah. But well no, just, and it just it wasn't the most efficient effort yeah. that I could have been making because if if I had embraced that, you know what, sometimes good enough is good enough then more effort could go Somewhere into else. other places. You probably right. would have had more time to do other things. Yes. Like literally anything else. Exactly. So yeah, I'm not saying like reduce your effort, but you can have more efficient effort. Yes. In your, your nutrition. Energy could be yes. served elsewhere because like it gets to a point where it's harming other areas of your yes. life. Like, and... Yes. And when you recognize that, then... I mean, that's... It's like you just need to find a balance. It's like you can have really efficient effort, still reach your goals. And just because you are... You're not necessarily letting loose. Like you're just having a more realistic approach and knowing what actually makes a difference. And it is what you do most of the time. So that one decision, like knowing that is not what makes or breaks you Mm -hmm. is the biggest mindset change you can have because that's what's going to make sure your overall health is intact versus... Driving, yes, into Memphis. Yeah, nope, a thousand percent. (laughs) (laughs) But, okay, so let's move on from that. So we, okay, so now we're at the hope that, yeah, I'm experimenting. I'm getting a little more Mm -hmm. efficient. So from that point, I think your next learning experience, like what is the big one? Yes, the next big learning curve for me was being able to set realistic expectations for the results that I was achieving based on the action that I was taking and realizing and being honest with when the actions you are taking aren't aligned with the results that you're actually looking for. So this comes in, I am feeling balanced. I'm feeling healthy. I'm feeling autonomous. I'm feeling like I'm doing all the quote, all the right things. Mm-hmm. Right. I'm sure everyone I'm has felt like this everything right. Yes. And I'm just not seeing the results. I'm eating healthy, but yes. I'm not seeing the results. Exactly. I don't eat any processed sugar, but I'm still not seeing the results I want. I must be broken. Yep. I'm broken. So that this is where I am now. So I'm quote unquote doing all the right things, but I'm not, not seeing in the right direction. Yes. The so there. what I had to realize was, first of all, okay, I need to admit and redirect my actions to achieving a different goal, which is not achieving peak health. Like, I feel like I am there. I have a great baseline of nutrition. I feel 
healthy. I am able to do the things that I want to do. I have lost some weight. I'm feeling, you know, more comfortable in my skin. But health now is something that I feel is being sustained by what I'm doing. Mm -hmm. And I had a different goal, which was fat loss. And the first step of that is realizing what you do has to be specifically tailored to the goal that you're actually trying to achieve. Eating for peak health does not look the same as eating for fat loss. Absolutely. There are different habits that have to be revised in order to get you. People don't realize that. They think yes. like I'm eating for health. Fat loss happens. Health is health is fat loss. And it's not like no. health. You could be a completely healthy individual. And you can spontaneously see weight loss mm-hmm. or fat loss when you are changing the way that you eat. And that's what happened when I was cutting all of those foods out, was eating way more fruits and vegetables and yep. eating protein. But you must have hit a plateau if yes. you were looking. So yes, there, I was. Can... I did. Okay. So it did even out. And at that point, it was that thing where it's like, okay, nothing has changed. I'm doing all the same things, and yet I'm not seeing progress anymore. Mm-hmm. I'm not seeing the scale go down anymore. I'm not seeing more leanness, even though I haven't changed the way I'm working out. I haven't changed the way I'm eating. You would expect, like, since the progress has been going down exactly. linear, that you would continue that to you, it. would so continue. Now you're evaluating and wondering why. So how did you come to the conclusion that what you're doing wasn't aligned exactly with what you're actually trying to do? Which you did. You felt like you have a solid health foundation, but mm-hmm. what clicked when you realized fat loss is a different... Well, just revised goals. Yes. So... It was just gaining more perspective on nutrition education as a whole. So with where I was coming from, with only prioritizing just general health, which is obviously not a bad thing to prioritize at all, but I was failing to recognize the actual like mathematical component of energy balance, (laughs) which is not well, you, anybody can yeah, I can remember your post, like your one more of the dogmatic hope post, and it was literally like not thinking of energy balance at all. It was just like if you focused on eating healthy foods, like you'd you wouldn't even have to focus on the energy balance. So it was like yes, which is not true. No, it's not true. If you are looking for general health then yes, that's true. And it's just your food quality. And then at that time, I had the very of only thinking about the numbers. So when I saw that, I was like, this girl, like, yeah, it does. You you do need to know like how much you're eating. Like you do need to know how much protein, carbs, fats you're eating. Because that's all that matters. (laughs) That's how my mindset. But this isn't about me. So, So, but but no. And that's, I just, it's one of my favorite things is that we approach it from complete opposite ends. But Once I realized, like, this energy balance isn't this, like, made-up concept. Like, and I feel like it's it was really pitted against each other. Like, paleo world, holistic world versus, like, bodybuilding, calorie counting. Mm -hmm. Where it's like, 
calories are all that matter or calories don't matter at all. Mm-hmm. And, you know, you're just like in a boxing match. In reality, it's it's somewhere in the middle. Yes, <laughs> of course, obviously. But when you're stuck on either side or on either side of that dogma, it's... That's like, your truth. I'm like, yeah. I'm knowing it's working for me and you're knowing it's working for you. <laughs> and so it's like... So how can they both exist? Exactly. And the answer is they can both exist yeah. and they can optimize each other. Yes. Yes. A thousand percent. So, so this is how we are the everyday dietitians. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but, but I feel like... The next big shift yeah. was embracing that actually... Okay, this isn't a bad thing that calories matter. I can use this to my advantage to then tailor my actions to achieve the actual results. And the first step is to stop pouring heavy whip into your coffee. (laughs) Like you don't need to be throwing fat, like heavy whipping cream into your coffee. I will say that. But I no longer put heavy Okay. And if you did, at least you understand that you might need to adjust some other things yeah. about your day. So there's nothing absolutely wrong with that. But it's just funny. Like, that's literally what people do. Like, they add more calories to their coffee. Yeah. Well, and things that I was categorizing in my mind as protein, not protein. I mean, they had some protein. It was fat. It was all the, literally, I would eat like a piece of sausage and be like, yeah, protein. <laughs> I literally, I had someone say that. They're like, we were at a cookout and they were eating a brat, like, and it was like, I looked at the macros. It was like four grams protein and all fat. Uh-huh. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, no. But it's protein. It's meat. Exactly. No. Sausage and stuff like that, which this was just mind blowing to me and probably altering my sausage intake alone. You're offended. Oh, yeah. You're offended. You're like, I don't want to eat less sausage which I don't blame you there (laughs) not meaning this I'm sorry just any I would have I would have issues coming to terms with that too though and being like oh so my protein sources are actually are actually are more fat than protein which is where you come in you think okay my meals can be lean protein yes yes making that differentiation is super important if you have a goal of fat loss, which I did. And I think even in a health perspective, mm-hmm. eating that much saturated fat content all day, every day is not helpful, yes. even if you are seeing that weight loss from eating more fruits and veggies. Like, so just understanding that as well. But again, like she increased, she's increasing her health, but like being aware that everything exists in a Right, yeah. Well, and like you said, just because it's meat doesn't mean that it's a good source of protein. Exactly. Yeah. And also vice versa, like there are plant-based protein sources that are better than some Mm -hmm. meat-based plant protein sources. There's a limited few, but there are some. Okay, so let's continue on. This episode's getting a little long, but I do want to wrap things up because I feel like we are at the height of your journey. Yeah. So I guess what's next? And so... I think that was the last kind of big turning point that filled out my perspective of nutrition. Of course, I'm continuing to learn and grow, but these are the big kind of three foundational principles that influence the way that I coach and influence the way that I look at nutrition today, which are, you know, kind of based on my experience but also what I know to be important in 
creating a successful nutritional approach, which is the first thing and where I started my journey was building the mental fortitude to trust yourself and make choices that are aligned with your goals. Secondly, choosing nutrient density and focusing on food quality the majority of the time. And lastly, recognizing that dogma doesn't really have a place in your diet and that energy balance does matter. So it's not a question of, is it quality or quantity? Mm -hmm. It's both. Yes. And then really approaching your nutrition with those three things in mind, that is where I would, I would, if I could look back and hope where I would be in, you know, the coming years, it would be honestly where I am now, Aww. which is feeling. That's good. That's yeah. a good feeling. <laughs> and then, yeah, so that's a good feeling to say that because like oftentimes we can even beat up where we are now and always mm-hmm. keep looking forward to the future. But like, we forget like how far we've come and like we did pray and want to be at the places we are now and we are. So it's, yes, it's cool to see that. But mm-hmm. also I wanted a tidbit, like just, if you feel like you're putting a lot of effort into your nutrition and nothing's happening, like that's a good time to reevaluate. Like, okay, this effort is, I'm putting in a lot of effort, but if it's not efficient effort, it's probably time to evaluate something. So if you feel like you've tried everything, you've done everything, like your effort is probably there, but your approach isn't the most efficient way. So if there's one thing you can take away from this as well is just know that if your effort is there, awesome, but we need it to be pointed in the most efficient direction. (laughs) Yes, yes, 1000%. You can put in all the effort in the world and it's not in the right places, then it's not going to move the needle in the direction you want it to be moving. So yeah, not only does it take effort and efficiency, but it also takes just being honest with what you, not only what you want, but what you need. (laughs) And I think what you need has to come first, which is everyone needs to build a baseline of general health and wellness. Before they dive in and try to yes. lose all the body fat. And we can look at what you would like. Yep. And sometimes like, cool, it's can be synonymous, but it's not mm-hmm. always synonymous. Sometimes yes. when people build a basic health foundation, nothing changes right away on the scale yep. or even physically for a while. Like mm-hmm. it's, you're building habits and that's not going to waste because you're that person that builds those habits and that's not going to be yo-yo dieting. Yeah, I love that. That's exactly right. So I think that we can just start wrapping this episode. But before we go over and out, we have something very important to talk about. The Everyday Dietitians event coming in June. (laughs) We coming to you. June 4th in Tahlequah. And we have more details. It's going to be at Lyft Coffee Bar. That's like right down on Main Street in Tahlequah. It's going to be from 5 to 7 p.m. There's going to be so much fun stuff. I'm so excited so, for y'all to see what we have planned. Get ready to learn. Get ready. Like picture this as like a girl's night out. We're having fun. We're eating all the good foods. We're learning. We're collaborating. And we really just want this to be a fun environment where we can connect and I don't know, just have a good time and learn yes. about some nutrition and 
it's going to be, it's going to be super fun. And I just, I think we both want it to be a truly welcoming and mostly just fun environment. So we're going to have little charcuterie and some little fun drinks. And I do want to <laughs> add that we are going to be a little extra with our outfits. So um, yes, important note. And very important <laughs> note if you're in those people who are like, what should I wear? You can't become overdressed. No. Yeah. Um, we're going to be like, we're both wearing cute little dresses and heels. Yes. But like jeans, cute top, heels. Anything perfect. you're comfortable in. Yes. So um <laughs> Yeah, so we hope to see you there, and we're going to have the ability to purchase tickets literally, hopefully, today, like when this episode drops. Yes, so um, if you probably go through the link in our bios, we're going to be posting about it a lot. We're going to be posting links in our story to really get these tickets sold, and these tickets are pretty much just to cover your drinks, your food, and then also like proceeds are going to go towards <gasps> our foundation yes! that we're creating to help out dietetic <laughs> students. So I this- I believe I almost, we almost yeah. forgot to mention that. Yes. So all benefits from the event are going to go toward a scholarship that we're founding. And it's specifically for a dietetic student to help with the dietetic internship because you basically aren't allowed to work during them. <laughs> There's no way you can have possibly to pay work. for it. <laughs> and yeah, so it's just really important to us to be able to yeah. kind of pay it forward. So just keep a lookout and um, we yeah. hope to have, like, we'll be posting more details as it comes out. But yes. Make sure you're checking the Everyday Dietitian social and then me at Hopeful Health, April at the Edition Dietitian. Dietitian. And the link will be to an Eventbrite event. So it's all online. You can just go straight there and get tickets. Yeah. And we hope to see you there and y'all have a great week and we'll see you anywhere from two to four months on yeah. the next episode. <laughs>